As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name's Deborah Hatswell, and I will be bringing you reports from the witnesses of dogmen and Bigfoot creatures all across the world. Now, if you are a new subscriber or a long-term listener, you will hear reports here before I release them to the public. I will be bringing you the sighting accounts and reports from the witnesses themselves and any updates or area searches that take place in the future. Until then, please relax as I take you to one of the UK's best-known creature hotspots, home to Bigfoot-like creatures, dogmen, werewolves and even the odd pigman sighting. And that's just the creatures. All manner of strange events happen at Cannock, and it's one of our team's regular meeting spots. Now, the first report came in on the 3rd of the 6th, 2019, at 8pm, and it is the latest account in a long line of reports from the chase. I will be bringing you further episodes featuring the conundrums Cannock Chase manifests. Hi, Deborah. I'm a member of a paranormal team, and we investigate out at Cannock Chase quite often. Our team are in the process of carrying out a long-term study across the chase. We have conducted repeated observations of the area over a long period of time. As most Bigfoot researchers do when studying one set of woods over a number of seasons in the hopes of gathering evidence or spotting a pattern or any anomalies that may occur. The study on this night was taking place on the golf course, close to the common and Cannock Chase. It's the 25th of March 2018 and we're out doing our usual search when we experienced a series of wood knocks in the Milford Common area. The wood knocks were followed by what sounded like a boulder or a tree stump being repeatedly slammed into the forest floor a number of times. A couple of the more sceptical members of our party later reported a large shape they were not certain how to describe that but said it had crossed the path behind us. We have a return visit plan to this area soon. We investigated as a team, and this will be our eighth investigation in the last year. 
Our last investigation was spent at Castle Ring on an ancient hill dating, I think, to as far back as 50 AD. We are slowly building a profile of the strange electromagnetic energy that seems to exist there in pockets across the area. We have also experienced light anomalies too on a regular basis. We have in the past also passed on some of our findings to Nick Redfern, a well-known cryptozoologist who used to live close to the chase. One member of our group has been investigating the area for several decades now. And we also have a close encounter of the feline kind over towards the German cemetery end of the chase. One particular night, when my group moved further down the path, away from the German cemetery, I heard a movement a hundred or so metres off to my right. I had a night vision scope with me, which is great for looking at things from a distance, but not great for taking picture images. Having said that, I snapped what I thought might have been a person moving, and by this point my group had walked on about 30 metres. I was alone, and I didn't want to hang around. Now I have to be honest, it's not the best picture in the world. But interestingly, on the return journey, I didn't see anything similar that could account for the strange anomaly. I also went back and visited during the daytime with a friend to gauge a potential height of the said figure, which, conservatively, I would put at about seven to eight feet. Now, to see the image mentioned, I've included a link to the website um, and the article itself in the description below. Now, many of our members here at BBR who do field research themselves know what it's like to be suddenly confronted by wood knocking coming from an area you know is empty. Then comes the thud. Many of us experience it. When it first happens, it can keep some of us, myself included, away from the woods for a few days or weeks until we venture in again. What or why this happens, nobody really seems to know. As for now, it's one of the strange anomalies that can from time to time be a very spooky experience. Included are a number of similar reports. It was big and on all fours. Kite Chase, Spring 2019. I am a member of BBR and for a while now we've been wild camping and researching in the Staffordshire area. Myself and a friend have been to Kite Chase a couple of times this year. And on the second visit, we went into the woods closer to the Brockton area of Cannock. Before I joined BBR, I was interested in the cases you reported, and I liked to visit the areas on the sighting map. I have the sightings map I got off your channel on YouTube. Now we walked for a few miles around in the woods, and we came across a really densely packed wooded area, which we just had to have a look at. It looked perfect, so we went in. About 20, 30 feet inside the wood, we found an abandoned camp, complete with an abandoned tent. The tent was torn and there was rubbish in bags thrown around. We were not too sure what to make of it, so we left that wood and just walked the woods for a few miles before de deciding to head back to the car. But on our way back, my friend stopped dead in his tracks and was looking off into the wood line. He didn't turn, but he kept his eyes on the trees and he said, What the... was that? I turned to him and I saw the look on his face and I quickly turned to where he was looking but I couldn't see anything. So I asked him, what did you see? He turned to me and said, 
I don't know. Whatever it was, it was big and moving on all fours. So me, being me, I went straight into the wood to try and see what he had seen. Or see something moving off away from us. But I couldn't see anything. I did find bones on the floor in there, in the general direction of where my friend said he had saw this thing. The bones looked like a young deer's bones because of the small size of the skull and a couple of leg bones left behind. Even though they were stripped, they did look fresh. And since that day, me and my friend have been talking about the incident over and over, about what he saw and what it could have been. Now, the main reason I'm writing to you is I wonder if you know anyone who does research or is a member in my area who would like to come out with us on the chase. Alan. Now, if you'd like Alan's contact details, please email me at debbiehatswell at gmail.com. The Walker's Farm Preacher, Yorkshire, 2000. One night, my friend and I had headed out to walk my dog. It was a summer evening, but fairly late, so it was getting dark out. We turned on the track, which now ran through Walker's Farm. I had no intention of crossing over onto the remains of the farm. Instead, we followed the road all the way through, which took us to a very badly lit bike path. Now the path ran through the wood and the woods made of pine trees. They were very densely planted and you could see no further than a couple of feet in front of you. My dog was hesitant walking in. She didn't like this path. She kept pulling backwards and whimpering. She stalled no less than a dozen times until she gave in and literally pulled us through as fast as she could. We could see the exit of the track, thankfully, and as we approached it, we heard a very loud cracking noise above our heads. My friend and my dog and myself were all startled. Looking up, we saw the treetop shaking. This was not caused by a bird or a small critter. There was no wind and the neighbouring trees were still. We heard another crack and another and we watched as the entire tree shook from top to base and we heard each branch snapping as something fell from above our heads. Eventually, we heard an almighty thud as something hit the ground right next to us. Only we saw nothing landing there. Whatever it was, it was not visible to us. But we heard it as it shot off. And we watched the branches move as it ran through them into the darkness. All of this must have only lasted a few moments. And we ran off in the other direction as soon as we could move our feet. Months later, and I'd gone back to Walker's farm. It was late. It was around midnight and we were nowhere near the entrance to the farm, but we heard a distinct clanging sound. Now, we could only describe it as metal on metal, as if a blacksmith was hard at work. We were both aware of the sound, but figured it must have been coming from a distant garden or a garage. Now, the closer we came to the farm, the louder the noise got. So loud, it disrupted our conversation, and we became curious as to what the noise was that by now, we both could pinpoint the direction it was coming from. And it was obviously coming from the farm. And we both decided to walk to the top of the hill to see what was making the noise. And when we reached it, we were sure the noise was coming from inside the hut I mentioned earlier. We were both confused at this point because we'd both previously visited the old hut in the daylight. And there was nothing but old debris scattered around on the floor. No lights were coming from it. It had no windows and it was hard enough to see in daylight. 
So we imagine it must have been the epitome of darkness in there at this point. We decided to go onto the farm and get a little bit closer, purely driven by curiosity. We must have been about a hundred yards away from the hut when all of a sudden the noise ceased. We stopped in our tracks and moments later we were both aware of something. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Peering out from one of the tunnels. It was a dark figure, but there was enough contrast to set it apart from the darkness of the farm. It was not a man, and I do not believe it was even a human being. The feeling I had was enough for me to be sure of that. Terrified does not come close to describing how we felt. We were stood there in shock and we both watched as it went back in and came back to peer around the corner at us a number of times. It was bigger than a normal man. It had a man's shape, but I cannot say that it was the silhouette of a human being. Its head was a very strange shape. In hope of a reply, my friend called out to the dark figure, but that only made things worse. Another dark figure appeared at the feet of the first one. It was peering at us, just like the other one was, only this one looked more animalistic. It was crouched over on all fours. But again, I cannot say for certain that it took the shape of anything I had ever seen before. This silhouette made a noise, only describable as a snarling, growling, angry noise, but not that of a dog of any kind. At this point we fled, running back to the hill and over it as fast as possible. When we reached the streetlights, we looked back towards the hill to see the first figure stood watching us. It never left the grounds of the old farm, but it followed us along as far as it could go. We saw its head bopping up and down amidst the trees and this drove us both to tears. That is how scared we were. Now I'm often asked about wood knocking and whether it's worth trying or not. Now the simple answer is, I'm unsure. Some people swear by it and others avoid it at all costs. I often hear one very loud knock as I enter an area and I wonder if that is a warning to anyone around. So I stopped knocking a long time ago for that reason. Well, that reason and the number of reports I've received where people have no interaction until they knock. So I suppose it depends on what you want from the visit. Now, one of the many reports that sticks in my mind where wood knocking is involved is this case 
Now, this report came in and it was reported to Bigfoot Tony and he passed it on to me um, as we were both in BBR at the time. And this comes from Core Hill Wood and it's September 2016. I've been picking my walks carefully over the past week and today I decided to go into my local woods, approximately one mile away, about 7pm. As soon as we got there, we being me and my daughter, we decided to walk off the beaten path, which would not we wouldn't normally do. We walked about a quarter of a mile in and I started to see shelters made against trees with branches, lots of leaning sticks and twigs and... At this point, the sun set, so it was about 7.45 or so. So it was, already to start to, it was already starting to get dimpser, which is a local word for dusk or twilight. I'm stood looking at these branches and sticks, and someone, something, had gone to a lot of trouble to pull branches big enough that I think a couple of men may have struggled with. It just did not make sense to me at all. At this point, I'm still not convinced, and I'm trying to debunk all this mess. And I'm only finding loads of broken branches from saplings or trees scattered that hadn't made it into the pile or structure. We left this area and continued for about half a mile. And there's this another branch or stick shelter, I presume it is, for cover, I don't know. But this one was made much lower to the ground. At this point, in the wood, the track got thinner.